Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Sai. It is almost 4 o'clock. In fact, after that fantastic news, it is 6 minutes after 4, and this is your host, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Schwab, on 4 o'clock Wednesday, gigantic little secrets of the Torah. Niflaos HaTorah. That is a Shidur Chai, a live broadcast. You talk to me, I talk to you, Shidur Chai. How is everybody today on the Wednesday, August 13th, two days after Tu Bishvat? Does anybody know what Tu Bishvat is? Well, let me tell you. First, let us tell you what you're listening to. You're listening to J. Root Radio at uh, 97.5 FM. Well, okay. And jrootradio.com, jrootradio.com. This is a live feed right into the studio. You can talk to me. The number to talk to me is 718-683-5858. You can listen to me on a computer. Some listen on the radio. You can listen on a hotline called... I'll give you the hotline right now. Well, you can't talk to me, but you can listen. The hotline is 718, if you don't have a computer, 718-506-9099. Well, no, not really. That's not, well, that's one of them. It's 718-506-9099, and the other one is 712-432-4217. 712-432-4217 or 718-506-9099. And you want to talk to me, you got to call the magic number. It's the live feed into the studio, 718-683-5858. And you can talk... Call in any time you want. First, we're going to ask you some questions about the Parsha Akev and about Tu Bishvat. Tu Bishvat was two days ago, and Akev is four days from now. So, is everybody ready? Ready? 50,000 people are listening on this program, you know, or maybe 5,000, maybe 500, maybe 50, maybe five, maybe just you and me. Let us find out. Who is listening to J Root Radio on Wednesday, August 13th at 4 o'clock? A lot of people I know are in the country and on vacation, camp, whatever they are, coming home from camp, overnight camp maybe. They're in sleepaway camp. Can we ask you some questions about Tubishvat? How come if Tubishvat is two, how come it comes out on the 15th? That's one question. Number two. For Tu Bishvat. But what does Hamisha Asa Bishvat commemorate? What does Hamisha Asa Bishvat commemorate? And why is it on the 15th of the month? What are the dinim of this semi Yontov? How is Yom Kippur and Tu Bishvat related? What other things happened on Tu Bishvat in our history? Are two Ba'av, and, oh, I shouldn't say Shvat. Hamish Oz Ba'av, two Ba'av, correct. Why, what does Hamish Oz Ba'av commemorate? Why is it on the 15th of the month? What are the dinim of the Semi Yom How is Yom Kippur and two Ba'av related? 
what other things happen on Tu Ba'av in our history? And are Tu Ba'av and Tu B'Shvat related? Anyway, that Tu Ba'av and Tu B'Shvat are related? What other things happen on Tu Ba'av? How is Yom Kippur and Tu Ba'av related? What are the dinim of this Semayontif? Why is it on the 15th of Av? And how is Tu Ba'av related to Hamisha Oza Ba'av? Does anybody know that? All right, Akev. A few questions on Akev. If you will listen, why don't you just say a regular word? Why don't you say im? Why do you say akev? Why don't you say im? If you will listen, then I'll do good things for you. Why don't you say the regular word? If you will listen, why do you have that funny word? Right? Why do you have that funny word? Akev. Why Akev? Why not Im? Hmm. Any reason for that? They are Chalto as Kol Ha'amim, it says. You shall eat up the nations. What bracha do you make when you eat them? It means you finish them off. Pasitus Tezayin. Kimokeshu They are a stumbling block to you. You have to finish them off. So Ciro Mayhem have no fear of them. Mm. And then it says in Pasik Ches, Parshaches, Eretz Chito, a land of wheat and Saoro and barley and Geffen, a vine. Why don't you say Yayin? Blueberries also grow on a vine, and poison ivy is also on a vine. A lot of stuff is on a vine, Geffen. Why don't you say Yayin? Vitaino and figs and rimon and pomegranates. Ered zei shemen. How is zei shemen different than shemen zayis? And then it says, Udvash, honey. What kind of honey? Bee honey? Or beet honey? Why don't you tell me that it comes from tamarim, dates? So we have two questions. Gefen is a vine. Why don't you tell me the special vine? Um, grape vines are not trees. You have to have... You have to have a string or poles to hold up a grapevine. A vine is not a tree, it's a vine. So why don't you tell me Yayan? Why you tell me Gefen, a vine? And when you're at the end, Devash, honey, why don't you tell me maybe it's beet honey, or maybe a bee honey, or the other kind of honey? How do you know? How do I know it's tamarim dates? How do I know that? And what's the difference between Zeis Shemen and Shemen Zayis? Hmm. And why don't you tell me there in this Pasik, if it's such a wonderful land, Rechita, Zohar, and Gevin, Te'ena, and Rimon, and Shei Shemen, and Devash, why don't you tell me Eret Zovas Cholov? With Devash, why you leave out the word Cholov? And why do you tell me in that same passage about Eretz Chitos Odi, tell me the mountains are made out of iron and copper. We don't eat iron and copper. Avonejo Barzel. Why do you tell me that? No one eats iron and copper. And then it says in passage, you test, Shachach Tishkach. If you forget, you're going to forget. And it says at the end of the passage, Avod you'll be destroyed. And then another passage in the Torah that says, Shomar Tishmar, if you watch, you're going to watch. Why is it repeated? 
And you know what it means, the worshiping Elohim Acherim? You think there's no Avodah today? Really? Elohim Acherim is other gods, other forces that control you, like addiction, like drugs, like gambling, like other things, very, very, very bad things that control you. Elohim Acherim, other forces. Did you ever see a man in the middle of a davening take out his iPad? He can't help himself. He was given Musr, he doesn't listen. He has Elohim Acherim, other gods, forces, drives, urges that he cannot control. That is Avodah Zorah. Elohim Acherim, smoking, liquor, any force you can control is Elohim Acherim, other godly, God means forces. That's Avodah Zorah. Did you ever see a man? I saw, I know a man. He uses the iPod all through davening. Hishmona Esra, it takes 60 seconds. And then he's on the iPod during Chazor Seshabs, Kriya Satora. This is Avodah Zorah. He can't help himself. Very, very so-called from man. And, oh, he puts on a garnsel and a bain of Tom's filling, and he's busy there. But he takes out the iPod. Shemona Esra, 60 seconds. When he, very long Shemona Esra is 70 seconds. You know, it's impossible to damage Shemona Esra less than four four and a half or five minutes. Impossible. If you say every word is 100 miles an hour, you're going, if you say every word carefully, carefully, it's impossible to do it less than three and a half or four minutes. That's if you don't breathe every four words. Mmm. This we don't want. Oh, no, we can't have that. No way we got to turn that down. All the way down. Well, that shouldn't be on. Uh-uh. Do you know that some, you know you can't say Shmanesra, even if you fly and pronounce every single word in less than four minutes, the guy did it in 60 seconds. means he didn't say one single word correctly. That's what him, he can't help himself. He could, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't know how. He's under a tremendous power. All these forces are called Elohimach, other forces. Elohim is a force. That's a vote of Oh, there's so many more questions we can talk about. Okay, Iran. Let us open the microphone and see who's out in that world of J-Root Radio. Or we're just in talking to each other, you and me, Iran. Any callers? Oh, that was I was afraid of. If there's no callers, that means you've got to hear my voice for one hour. You don't want to hear my voice for one hour? No. <laughs> but what should we do? Should we stop and make silence from now until 5 o'clock? We've got to keep talking. That's why they pay me so much money, so I can keep on talking for 45 minutes. But if you don't talk, i got to talk. You know what? If anyone who calls right now within 60 seconds, you get a CD just for being alive. you got 60 seconds right now from 417 to 418. The question is, are you alive, yes or no? And if you're alive, tell me exactly how old you are. Five or 50, or 80, or 60, or 73. Let me guess your weight and your age, okay? And I can guess your name, too. Let's try it. You got 40 seconds left to call. Uh, we, we got a call? Yehuda, your number one CD. Okay, Yehuda, go ahead. What would you like to say? Can you ask me a question? Yeah. How old are you? Ten. Ten years old. And uh, your name is Yehuda. Uh, I can tell you when you were born. Were you born in the um, first six months of the year or the last six months? Uh, 
first six months. First of the Jewish year or the or the secular year? Uh, Regular year? year you were born in February? No. All right, then you must be born in June. Nope. No? You have to talk up, otherwise I can't hear you. In the first six months of the Jewish year, I think. Oh, then you were born in Nissan. Nope. No? Mm-mm. Nissan, E.R. Sivan, Thomas, of Elul. You were born in Elul? No. All right, then. Were you born around Yom Kippur? Uh, wait a minute. You were born around uh, Tisha B'Av? No, uh, Kislev. Uh, halfway. Uh, Nissan, E.R. Sivan, born around Shavuos? No. All right, I give up. When were you born? Kislev. That's not in the first six months. Nissan, E.R. Sivan, Thomas, off. Elul is the first six months. You didn't give me the right information. How could I know? You gave me the wrong information. The first six months is Nissan, E.R. Sivan, Thomas, off. Elul. Unless you go the other way around. Tishrei, Cheshvan, Kislev, Tev, Shvat, Ador. Oh, okay. Starting from Tishrei. Are you born in Kislev? Were you born around Hanukkah? Yeah, oh, third day Hanukkah? Second. Oh, I'm pretty close. You were born on the 27th day of Kislev, right? 26th. 26th, correct. Oh, 26th, that's Hashem's name, Yud Kevav case, 26th. Okay, you get a CD, Yehuda. Now let me ask you a name of the, uh, the name of this week's partial. What is that? Akev. Now what does that mean, the word Akev? Heal. Here, that's Shema. Heel. Oh, heel. H-E-E-L. The heel is the bottom of your foot, right? Yes. So why is the, the posture called the your ache of Tishmoon if you're here? Uh, what does that have to do with the heel? Um. Oh, want me to tell you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to talk up. Are you sleeping or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to talk into the telephone. Could you talk into the phone? Yeah. All right, it's much better. Yehuda, listen. Rashi tells us those mitzvahs that people walk on with their heel, if you keep them, means the little stuff, then Hashem, for sure, you keep the big stuff. You know why you people, it's called Akeb, because when you walk, when you take a step, you know what part of your foot touches the ground first? Not your toes, it's your heel. You don't even think about that. If you keep the mitzvahs that people don't think about, and you do that, then Hashem's going to protect you special, because most people don't care about the little mitzvahs. Like, for instance, when they say, Oseh Sholem and they don't walk back three steps, they walk back one step. That's not right. Uh, well, I'll tell you another little thing. Uh, some people, when they wash for Hamosi, they don't wash up to the wrist. They just walk the t- wash the tip of their fingers. Uh, in the morning, little things like you're not allowed to take daladam, wash daladamas unless you have negelwasser. So the whole bedroom is daladamas, or the whole house they say daladamas. But if you don't walk, some people have it next to their bed. But uh, if you don't wash negelwasser in the morning, which is a very big thing, that's a very bad thing. Then you, before you wash negelwasser, you can't touch your eyes, your ears, your nose, because your hands are tummy. Oh, so you have to wash from your wrist all, all the way down to your nails. That's why it's called negavasa. The water has to go down over your, over your nails. When you wash from a mozi, the hand should be up. That means you wash from your hand up to your wrist. 
but when you wash in the morning, it has to go down by nails. In Yiddish, means nails. Your fingernails has to go down. You don't want Tommy to go water going up your hand. But in, when you wash from mochi, you got to wash up. You have to hold your hand a little bit up and let the water go towards your wrist. Anyhow, nobody cares about those things. And the dates don't say, Amen, Yehesh, May, Rabo, carefully. They just say, Amen, They don't even talk clearly. And Modanil, Fanach, you have to say in the morning before you talk to anybody. And when you go to, come out of the bathroom, you have to say, Asher Yotzar. When you drink a soda, you have to say, Shahako, Niyabivaro, and Bernafashos. If you keep the mitzvahs, that people don't think about. Like when you walk, you don't think that your heel is going to touch the ground. If you keep the little stuff, I'm going to protect you by a nace. Nobody will touch you. That's what it says. If you, because you listen, exchange, you do for me and keep the little stuff, which means you really keep the big stuff too. Because if you keep the little stuff, you certainly do do the big stuff. If you watch out for the little stuff, I'll take care of you. You'll, nobody will touch you. Nobody will hurt you. Nobody will damage you, shoot you, do anything bad to you because you keep the little stuff. That's why it calls Akev. Now I'm going to give you a deep reason because, Yaakov, you're a smart boy. Akev is 172. Gematria. If you listen to what happened, what says in the last week's parish of Eschanan, the Seres Hadibros, if you listen to the Seres Hadibros that we just read last week called Eschanan, in the Seres Hadibros is exactly 172 words. If you keep the Seres Hadibros with 172 words, then I'm going to watch you miraculously. Behold your Akev. 172. Tishmaun, and watch them, do them, and Hashem will watch for you the bris and the chesed that he swore to your forefathers. Nobody can touch you, nobody can harm you. Unbelievable protection, but you have to do what Hashem said. Yehuda, you get a CD. Thank you for calling. Who's next? Devora, your number two caller. Devoto? Yeah. Hello, Devoto. Thanks for calling. <clears throat> How come you're listening? How come? I have an answer for what, why to all this question. Oh, which, what question was that? I think number two. Yeah. Why is it on the 15th of the month? Um, because the star on the first stopped dying. Hundred percent right, because they used to go into dig their own graves when they were sixty years old, and go in there on the night of Tishbab. So they, the last generation, uh, year, fortieth year, they went in and they all woke up in the morning. They said, "Well, maybe we don't, we don't have a calendar. Maybe it's not the ninth. Maybe it's the eighth. They did it the next night on the tenth, and the eleventh, and the twelfth, and the thirteenth. And then when they saw the moon was almost full on the fifth, fourteenth. Ah, they knew they're not going to die anymore. And the 15th, they didn't go into the graves because 14, the moon is full. Because 14 and 14 is 28. When the moon is uh, 28, it's, it's black. There's nothing there. The first day of the month, there's nothing there. At the 7th, it's half. At 14, it's full. At 21, it's three quarters, means only half there. And at 28, the month is over because it only had 28 days, maybe 29 sometimes. So at 28, the moon is black. And at number one, the moon is black. And at 14, it's the middle. So when they saw the moon is full, 
You don't need a calendar. They know they're not going to die that year. They stopped dying, and they were very happy, and they celebrated. You were 100% right. Very good. You're going to get a CD, okay? Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Who else do we have? No more. Okay, Rabbi Let me give you some of the answers for why does Hamisha Azabahav, what does it commemorate? Number one, the 603,550 people of the Midbar called Dar Hamidbar between the ages of 20 and 60 stopped dying on the last Tishabab. We just said that in the 39th year, Nishtalmu Meisei Midbar. Not the 40th year. In the 39th year. Ooh, in the last, the last year, nobody died. That's right. Only three people died. Miriam, Aaron, and Moshe. Miriam, Rosh Chodesh, uh, Nisan. That, no, a tenth of Nisan. Aaron, Rosh Chodesh, Av. And six months later, Moshe on Zion, Adar. So three people died in the 40th year. Next question. Why is it on the 15th of the month? Because exactly in the middle of the month, the 15th, you can look back at the sad, sadness of Tishabab and forward to the coming new year. Once you pass the halfway mark, uh, the saddest day is over. It takes a week, like, to get over the, the sadness of Tishabab. Number three, what are the dinim of this semi-yantiv? It's a semi-yantiv, you know. You don't say tachnun, and a person dies, you don't say uh, hesped. One of the dinim of this semiyantiv is that we say no tachanum and hespedim like all other dinim of Hanukkah and Purim. You can't do any sad. Hanukkah and Purim, you can't make a husband on a dead person, no tachanum. Ah, next question. Four. How is Yom Kippur and Tu Ba'av related? Well, as mentioned in question number one, that on Tu Ba'av, 15th day of Av, the girls and the boys would go out and dance in order to find a shidduch to marry. Obviously, this was the older boys and the older girls who were not married. They went out on Tuba Av and Yom Kippur. How come Yom Kippur? You go out, the girls used to dance on Yom Kippur in the vineyards, in the Kromim, in a very romantic place. On Yom Kippur? On Tuba Av and Yom Kippurim, the girls and the boys, well, the girls would dance and dance in order to find a mate to marry. The same happened on Yom Kippur. This is because there's no Yetzirah on these two Yom Tovim. The Yetzirah is subdued, quiet on Yom Kippur because mm, Satan is 354, and there's 355 days in a Jewish year, and he can only work 354 days. Satan, 350. Satan, 350. Uh, Satan, oh, like that. Satan. Ton. 359. Where do you get Satan? Oh, like that. Sata Osamach. No, it's a shin. Satan. 300. 700. Seven, how does that work? 750. How does that work? Satan. Satan is Samach Tez Nun. That will be 369. Where's 354? So maybe above and above in there. 300. Uh, mm, sixty and nine. No, it has to be a shin. Three. Tezvav. Three hundred and fifty-nine. It can be. Three fifty-nine. Three six. Three hundred fifty-four. Got to be. Three hundred. Anyone can figure that out for me. Can anyone call up and tell me how Satan is three hundred and fifty-four? Shin three hundred and fifty, and then you have to have a four. 
A test is a nine. 359. It has to be 354. Ah, does anyone know how to figure that one out? The Satan can only work uh, one day less than the whole year. It doesn't work Yom Kippur. So the Eight Sahara is because there is no Eight Sahara on these Tom Yom Tobin. The Eight Sahara is subdued on Yom Kippur and very subdued on Tubaav, a week after Tishba, because after such a terrible thing happened, destruction of Beis Amigdash. He's pretty sad, the eight, the Satan. And he's, I mean, you're pretty sad, and no Yetzirah is coming into you because of the great Saurus. And in fact, the Gemara says, There were no great Yom Tovim Yisrael, like Tuba'av, and Yom Kippurim. There weren't any holidays greater to Yisrael on the 15th day of Av and Yom Kippurim. Yom Kippur was also a great holiday because the second pair of Luchos were given to the Jews on that day. Look at Tanis, Chavav, Amibes. Gemara Tanis, Chavav, Amibes. Mmm, very happy day because the second Luchas were given on on Yom Kippur. That's why it's called Yom HaKippurim. Hashem forgave the Bnei Yisrael. Why doesn't it say Yom Kippur? Why does it say Yom Kippurim? There's not two days Yom Kippur. There's only one day. What do you mean Yom HaKippurim? Never says in the Torah Yom Kippur. Yom Kippurim, plural. Why? Plural. Why Lashem Rabim? Why? So it says, well, for the Chaim and the Mason. The Mason don't do any Averos. Could anyone explain that to me? Yom Ha-Kippurim. It never says in the Torah, Yom Kippur. You know, it never says in the Torah, Aseris Adibros. Anyone shows me where it says in the Torah, Yom Aseris Adibros, I'll give you $100. You show me where it says in the Torah, Aseris Adibros. In the Torah, Aseris Adibros. I'll give you $100. And show me where it says Yom Kippur. Mmm, mmm. Interesting, right? All right, do we have any callers? Boy, oh boy, they must be really asleep or in the country or who knows where. So we got to keep talking for the next 28 minutes. Well, I have one listener. His name is Iran. I'm sure he's not sleeping. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, that wouldn't be good. Uh, everybody can sleep except me and Iran. All right. So let's go to the next question. What other happy things happen on Yom on Tubav in our history? Number five. Lots of happy things. On this day, the wicked Roman under General Adrianus let, did not let the killed defenders of Betar by Kochva's army be buried for 25 years until the year 160. How do you get the number 160? The Korban was in the year 70 and 65 year. And the 65-year revolution of Bar Kokhba ended in 135. That means in the year 70, uh, it was the base of Migdor destroyed. Then 65 years later, he made the revolution. So 65 and 70 is 135. And, but the burial of the dead was 25 years later. 135 and 25 is 160. One, right, 160. And that's when they allowed the dead bodies to be buried. So because of this, Achachom added a fourth broken benching called Hatev Hatev Humatev. Hatev Humatev. Hatev, they allowed to be buried. And Matev, in those years, none of the bodies um, rotted. From the year 135, right, till 25 years later, is 160. Hmm. In those 25 years, the bodies did not rot. One ace, and number two, they could bury them. Second ace, 
That's why Chachamim added a fourth bracha after I. That is the the bodies of Bakokva's army of Beitar were buried for unburied for twenty five years until the year one sixty, because the Chorban was in the seventy. Sixty five years later was a revolution, hundred thirty five. Then twenty five years later, which is one sixty, they let him be buried. Shlohisrichu hated. We thank God that the body did not disintegrate, rot, during the 25 years, the bodies of the Beitar soldiers. Ha-Meitah, they were brought to Kavura. Ooh. After it was, another good thing happened. Another good thing happened on, on Tuba'av. After it was decided that the daughters of Salafchad would inherit their father's portion, since their father was only the man, only man who left Mitzrayim, out of the 603,550 people who left, every man had sons except one man, Mr. Tzalavchad. He only had five daughters. So it was decided on Tuba'av, after it was decided that the daughters of Tzalavchad would inherit their father's portion, the only girls that did, since the father was the only man who left Mitzrayim without any sons, it was decided that the daughters of Tzalavchad could marry anybody they wanted to. Being that they had no brothers to inherit the land, and had the daughters inherit their father's land and marry out of their shavit and die, the land would go to their husband. The land will leave the shavit of Menashe, because the daughters came from Menashe, and go to the new husband, shavit. So it was decided by Moshe Rabbeinu after 40 years, at the end of 40 years, the girls were older now, you know, they weren't young girls anymore, that the daughters of Tzalafah could marry anybody they wanted to. But they were so smart, they only married their uncle's children. That means their first cousins. This happened to Tubav. It was suggested, however, by Moshe Abenu, they marry men from their own Sheva, whom they all did, their uncle's children, so that the Yerusha doesn't move, lo out of the Sheva, if of Menashe, since they followed the Eitzah, so they were considered Sidkonios, which means if they married any man, and if they would die, the husband would inherit. When he dies... He's, let's say, from a different shevet, like Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yehudah, Yisachar, Zavulun, not from Menashe, which comes from Yosef. Let's say they were from any other shevet. So if the women would die, the husband would get the property, and they'll go to his shevet, and Menashe would lose it. So they, always, they married their uncle's children, their first cousins, or maybe their uncles. They married their, well, it says their uncle's children, which means they married their first cousins. Hmm... They married their uncles or uncle's children, which is really their first cousins. So it didn't move out. What they know, Avera of Lososu, don't let it circulate one, a shave, uh, one piece of land from a certain shavit should stay to that shavit forever. should stay with Menashe. So the uncles and the first cousins all come from the same shavit. They followed the Eitzah. That's why they're called Sidkonios. They couldn't marry anybody they want, but Moshe advised them not to. Next good thing. In the beginning of the second base on Migdosh, uh, the grape harvest started on Tuba'av for the wine for the year, and it ended on Kippur. That's a few months, three months. These are the grapes used for making the wine to be brought for the Carbono Sibor that year. Tuba'av, Elul, Tishrei, about <coughs> almost two months. Uh, next reason, the Perushim were victorious over the, over the 
tzedukim, the perushim, tzedukim, the perushim had battles, debates, and they beat the tzedukim during the Hanukkah time. Another reason, it was the last day of cutting the wood for the Mizbeach, because after Tuba Av, the sun starts to get a little weaker. The sun rays are not so strong enough to weaken the toloyim to kill and burn off the insects inside the wood that is used on Mizbeach. That might affect the wood, which would not then be accepted for burning the carbonus on the Mizbeach. The wood can have any worms in it, tiny, tiny worms. Thus, this was the day that the lumberjacks, people who cut wood, began half a year vacation and could go to learn. It was called Yom Tabur Makal, the day you break the hatchet. Nobody really breaks the hatchet. It's only an expression. They put away the hatchet for half a year because they won't have to cut wood anymore. Yom a day, Tabur is Aramaic to break. Makal, a hatchet. means they don't break the hatchet. It means they just put the hatchet away. Next reason, one of the better things of Malchai Yisrael, one of the better kings of Malchai, they're all Rishoyim, but one of the better Rishoyim of Malchai Yisrael, Melech Hoshea ben Elo, removed the idols, the Agalim, the calves, that the wicked king, Yerav Menavot, strategically placed on the roads, forbidding northern Jews who lived in Malchus Yisrael to go down south to Yerushalayim, which is Malchus Yehuda, three times a year, he didn't let him go down. So this king of Yisrael, he was one of the better kings, not the biggest Sadiq, but he was not so rotten. Melech Hoshea ben Elah removed the Agalim, the calves, that the wicked king, Yerav Medavot, before him, strategically placed on the roads, and you couldn't go around them. You had to bow down in front of the eagle because they made a big beam on the road. You have to go under the beam, and you were bowing down to the idol. Forbidding northern Jews who traveled, lived in Malchus Yisrael go down to Yerushalayim, which is Malchus Yehuda, and he hated them three times a year to bring Kabbalists in the south. Hoshea ben Eilu removed them on Tubahav. Another reason, Hoshim ben Gamliel permitted older unmarried girls to dress in white, and dance in the vineyards around you, lying, saying, Bacher, young man, look at us. Don't only look at appearance. Some are not so beautiful. Or yichos, don't look at yichos. Uh, don't look at wealth. Look at the person. This was also done on Yom Kippur. The girls used to dance in the vineyards and say, Bacher, some girls are very pretty. Pretty, okay, look at me. Some are very rich. Some have big yichos. Suppose you don't have money and no looks and no yichus. Why don't you look at the midos of a person? That's Masech de Tainus. This was done on Yom Kippur too. And next thing, a, the ban to marry Shevet of Binyamin ended. You know there was a ban for hundreds of years not to marry any girls from Binyamin because Binyamin started a terrible war due to a terrible sin committed in the, in the Shevet of Binyamin known as Pelegesh Begivo. Oh, somebody had a wife, and somebody else abused the wife. So he cut up the wife in 12 pieces and sent it to every shave it. Look in Tanakh, Sefer Shovedim. A civil war broke out where 80,000 Jews got killed. 50,000 from the Yom and 40,000 from the rest of Israel. 80, 50, and 40, I think it was 90. Or 40 and 30, 40 and 50, 30 and 50 and 30, or something. It was 80,000 Jews got killed. Mm. Oh, here it is, 40,000 from Yemen and 40,000 from the rest of Israel. This resulted in a ban to marry into the Shevet of Yemen after a ban of 335 years 
from 100 years after the entry to Eretz Yisrael until the building of the first base of Migdash, and some say only one generation. The Shevet of Yemen on Tuba'av was once again allowed, on Tuba'av, allowed to, marry, to remarry into Bnei Yisrael. And the last question, I'll answer, uh, last question, are Tuba'av and Tuba'shvat related? Both of these dates are new beginnings. Tuba'shvat is Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanos, New Year for the Trees. And Tuba'av will be the dedication of the third base on Migdash. Mm-hmm. It'll come down to Shabbat and six days later, nine and six is 15, on the third, will be dedication of the third base of Migdash. Because you have to have seven days. On the seventh day, it has to be dedicated. Seven days after the arrival of Mashiach on Tishbab. You want to read more about it? Look at Rav Schwab on Mayan Beis HaShoeva, page 287. You'll see that he says that the Beis HaMikdash will come down on, on Tishbab. And six days later will be 15th. And uh, the 96 is 15, yeah. Within the week, not even seven days after Tishabab, will be the dedication of the Mishka. Now we have a big problem, you know, because we know Mashiach is coming in Nisan. But Sian Nigalu, but Sian Asidin Ligol. Yeah, Mashiach may come in Nisan. But the base Hamigdash will come afterwards, maybe six months. Because from Pesach to Tishbab, how many months is that? Fifteen of Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, Tammuz, Ov, four months later. See? Four months, maybe. It'll come down ready-made. We don't know. We've got to wait until we get there. Any, call, any callers that you're on? Oh, boy, we're not doing too good today. We only had Yehuda and Devorah. So I'll tell you what. Anybody that calls me now in the next 60 seconds gets two CDs. You got 60 seconds to go from four, 16 minutes of five until 15 minutes of five. You got 50 seconds to go to call me, and we will give you two CDs. Hmm. Ha, how was that? Okay, I'm going to wait, and then while I'm waiting, I'm going to ask you some questions about Akeb. Now, since the word Akeb says heal, if you will listen, why don't you say the word im tishmu? Because they wanted to tell you something about akev. Remember, I told you akev. Those mitzvahs that people walk on with their heel, akevs of a heel. If you listen to little stuff, you certainly do the big stuff. You're, I'm going to protect you supernaturally. Nobody can touch you. I'll make it that nobody touches you. Okay. Woo! That works like lightning. Who is the first one? Rivka, two CDs. I got to keep my word. Yes, Rivka, go ahead. What would you like to say? Um, no, the only thing I heard is if you call in six seconds, I didn't hear any questions. I just called into the number. Oh, you didn't hear about sixty seconds? That's all. That yeah, I did. That's the only thing I heard, and right, right away I called. Okay, therefore you get two CDs. I can't lie. What now? Do you know anything about two Bav? About two what? Two Bav. Ever heard of that? Two Bav, yeah. That happened last Monday, two days ago. I don't know what it is. Well, Tuba Av is a famous day, the 15th day of Av. We used to call it the Chamisha Az 
Chamisha also means 15. Two Bavah, two same thing. Nine and six is 15. A lot of good things happened to the Jewish people in that day. According to the Mayan Beit HaShe'evel, that my father, Zatzal, said the Beit HaMikdosh will come down on Tishabov, and six days later, because nine and six is 15, it'll be dedicated. Then oh. mm. we said a lot of other things. They, nobody could marry into the Shevet. Bin Yaman for hundreds of years because they did a terrible Veyron, and that ban was lifted uh, on Tuba Av, and then nobody died in the Midbar the last year because the, the, the people who were supposed to die every year on Tishbab stopped dying on the last year because Hashem didn't want any people, more people to die. That was a big yontem. Anybody who was 60 years old in the Midbar, he knew that he's not going to live past 60. If he came out of Mitzrayim when he was 20, well, if he lived the whole 40 years, he's 60 years old. If he came out of Mitzrayim when he was 50, he didn't live more than 10 years. Because on his 60th birthday, he died. If he came out when he was 19, he made it to Eretz Yisrael. He could have been, who don't know, 19. He could have lived next 100 years to 119. But if he came out over 20, you, know, you, you could live 40 years, but up to 60. That's right. right. But that, that's why they were so happy in the last year when people were 60 years old. They went into the graves on the ninth day of Av, and they got up the next day. They weren't dead. So they were so happy. Very good. Right. Didn't they bury the, the people of Nineveh? Unto there, or that's different. The people of who? Of Nineveh. Did what? They, they, they made a barachat of Ametiv because they buried the dead of, wasn't the city? Oh, no, you're talking about Beitar. Oh, Beitar, sorry. But when Bar-Kokhba made a revolution, they, uh, the Romans killed Bar-Kokhba and his army. He had thousands of soldiers, and they didn't let him bury for 25 years. 25 years later, the Romans lifted the ban... And they allowed them to be buried. So they were not, the bodies did not disintegrate, and they allowed to be buried. So two Anisim happened. So that's why on Tubav it's a very happy day. Because they, first of all, the but bodies did didn't happen on Tubav, right? They did bury It happened on Tubav. Tubav. And right. they buried everybody. And, you know, that's why in, in benching we have, after B'nai Yishlaim, Yishlaim, The next book is, Who hate who made him. That's because the bodies of Betar, they were allowed to be buried, hate him. And Maitiv, the body was original, the way it looked 25 years ago. No disintegration. The flesh was still there, like a person, you know, lying in bed. The body did not disintegrate. That's a very big nace for 25 years. The birds didn't eat it. The animals didn't eat it. Hashem protected those bodies. Okay, that's why we have a hate of a mate of a double bracha. You get two CDs. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Who's the one? Baruch. Who? Let's say hello to Baruch. Hello. Hello, Baruch. What would you like to say? Um, I would like to say that the reason why Yom Kippur and Tuba are connected is because Avraham Avinu and and the rest of us they used to they used to do Yom, observe Yom Kippur and Tuba. What do you mean? They used to do what? Yom Kippur. Why didn't they celebrate Yom Kippur on Yom Kippur? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Because you said at the beginning that, that what's the connection between Yom Kippur and Tubal? Yeah, because that was the girls used to go out in the vineyards and dance, and people used to get find their shidduch. But oh. uh, that's what it means. That's, that's the connection. You're right. Okay, we have to give you two CDs. Okay. All right. It means to say on the 15th, you know, when you went to the base of Migdosh Yom Kippur, everybody, the whole davening started, there was no davening. The whole avod on Yom Kippur started at 5 o'clock in the morning, whenever there was, before sunrise. Uh, so by the time they got to 12 o'clock, everything was done, finished, over, musaf, everything. 
Well, one, a little bit after Chatzos, they made Musaf. And it was all over. Everybody went home by Chatzos, 12 o'clock, 12.30, 1 o'clock. So what they do in the afternoon, they, uh, these the guys who were not married and the girls who were not married, probably older girls, who were not so pretty, not so rich, not so big yichas, they used to go out to the Karamim, the Mishnah says, and dance. And they used to say, Bucher, look at me. I'm a nice girl. And they didn't have any Yetzirah on Yom Kippur, because Yom Kippur, the Yetzirah, is dead. It doesn't work on Yom Kippur. And on two, uh, fifth, six days after Shavuos, there is no Yetzirah, because we're so sad that the major was destroyed. We don't have any Yetzirah within the first week after Tishbab. Therefore, they used to do this on Tuba, Tuba, which is six days after Tishbab, and on Yom Kippurim, like the mission says, you know, the mission over there. Okay, thank you so much for calling. Anybody else? No. Oh, boy, we are really, you know what, we should have a Hepsic music offer. I'm going to tell everybody, if you call in the next, as soon as the music is over, and three minutes, you get a prize. Okay, let's have a little Hepsic music
tell you two interesting things from Ega, from the Parsha. In the Parsha, it says you're not, a ha- not allowed to have a TV in your house. Woo! Where do you see that? Where do you see that? A remez for a TV. You know, when you bring a TV in your house, you're passing the front door where it says Shin Dalit Yud. Shin Dalit Yud, God of Shmidus Hadin. If you bring anything in that house that's filthy, you're going to be punished. On the TV, you can see every schmutz and dirty thing possible. Yeah, good things too. Bad things. Where is it saying the Torah, don't bring a TV in your house? Look what it says in Zion, Pasik number Chavches. Pesile Eloheim, idols of their gods, Kisrafum Beish, burn in fire. Lo Sachmo, don't even desire. Kesar Zohav the gold and silver on top of the idols. If you take it for yourself, you're going to get caught in a trap. It's an abomination of Hashem. Next posse. Don't bring in To'eva. To'eva. It sounds like TV, right? Losavi To'eva. Abomination. A despicable, abhorring, filthy thing that corrupts your neshama, burns your eyes, burns your neshama, burns out your whole kedusha. It's not really TV. I'm just telling you, a ram as lo savi, don't bring to'evo, TV, or a computer without a filter. El beisech, don't bring it in your house. For yisocherim kamohu. You're going to become destroyed like it is destroyed. Shaketz to shaksenum. You should loathe it and shun it. To'eva tis'avenum. You should abom- consider it abomination. Ki'cherem, it's taboo. Shaketz to'eva cherem. If you would know what these words mean, you would shake in your boots to, if you watch a TV someplace else and something bad on there, very big of air, you bring it in, you paid for it? You brought it in your house? In the house with that Shin Dalit Yud? On the door? And you're not ashamed? Something's wrong with you. No wonder the kids won't turn out. Uh, one guy once told me, my, father, my kids don't like to daven, they don't like to learn. I said, why should they daven and learn? Look at you. You know where it sits is. They, they, they went a little further, that's all. You can't play games with Hashem, because then he can play games with you. Your kids will go off to Derech. That's number one. The second thing I want to tell you, how do you know that dead people are going to get up with their clothes on? Look at Pasuk number Gimel. Ches Gimel. Um, not on bread alone does a man live. 
Ki al kol say pi Hashem. But everything that comes out of the mouth of God, the man will live. The next pasuk, sim your clothes, low bolts of will not disintegrate off your body. From here, the Baal of Turim says, when the man gets resurrected, sim your clothes will still be on you. Says the Balatunim, Yichyahadim, for Samachlei, Simlosacha, your clothes, Lobolso, is not going to wear off. Remez, Lamasha Omru, Kasuvis, Kufyad Aleph, Omid Beis, Shaomdim, you're going to get up, Bilvu Shehem, with their clothes on. Kavachom, Machito, like a wheat, has a little cover around it. The wheat, when you harvest it, the wheat has a brown cover around it, the brand it's called. If that survives harvest, when you pick it off, and you take it, when Hashem picks you up and tastes you're going to get, come back with your clothes on. Because it says, The next word is, Your clothes. At the end of Gimel. Ches Gimel. The man will live. The food, the clothes will not rot off your body. They're going to come back with their skin, their clothes, everything. The people will come back with the clothes on. Balaturim, ache of ches, posik, gimel at the end, and the first word of Dalid. That's scary. Everybody have a wonderful week. And Zai Gazun Tehibari.